But bourbon, on the other hand, has a longer shelf life. And, and even if you open it, it improves for quite a while. So how long do you think that is? You know, uh, months, I think. Months. I think months. So do you think people that have open bottles for a year or more are taking a chance? Not, no, I not, think they not can. With, not with bourbon. Ours just don't last that long, Jim. Yeah. So <laughs> we haven't been able to do that part of the experiment yet. Uh, I would agree. I those would old, agree those yeah. old uh, Stissel Wellers in the fifties yes. that we have in our our house, they hang around for they, about you know maybe maybe I'm lucky with six months to a year. Yeah, yeah they're. Yeah. That would be pushing it. I think at my house. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to another trip down the bourbon road with your hosts, Jim and Randy. So grab a glass of your favorite bourbon and kick back. We would like to thank Tommy and Gwen Mitchell from Logheads Home Center for supporting this episode of the bourbon road. Find out more about their fine rustic furniture at logheadshomecenter.com. Randy, we had a really great day down at the Seal Box Hotel in Louisville, Kentucky, didn't we? Oh, yeah. The Oak Room was uh, really great and very relaxing to sit around in the chairs and have a little conversation with the Carters. Uh, we kind of threw the rule book out the window that day, though, didn't we, Jim? We did. We did. Normally, we do first pour, second pour, but there were just pour after pour today. Uh, man, um yeah, and, and when if they're bringing samples, I mean, who am I to refuse, right? That's right. That's right. You know that Sealbach Hotel has got a great history, doesn't it? Yes. Sometime I want to go back and actually kind of see if I can't get a special tour to where I can go through all the tunnels, the Al Capone tunnels in that place. That would be awesome. <laughs> There's a lot of history there, and it's a beautiful place. And, you know, they, they really provided us a nice spot there where we could sit down with uh, Mark and Sherry Carter and, and talk about their uh, their company and their and their products and and uh, what a relaxing atmosphere and uh, great drinks and great people a lot of fun yes and we got to try some stuff that's about to come out has not come out yet so you'll have to listen in to find out about that and then uh, of course uh, you also have to listen in I'm not tooting my own horn by any means toot, but, toot. but I, I was right about something and you, you'll have to listen in to find out what it was well, Randy wants to make sure you know that he knows that we all know <laughs> <laughs> I was right for once folks right. <laughs> absolutely alright Randy well um, let's get on to the episode and uh, let's move on. All right. Sounds good. Uh-huh. Okay. So we are here at the Sealbach Hotel in the Oak Room, and we're here with Mark and Sherry Carter of the Old Carter Whiskey Company. And uh, welcome. It's good to have you here. It's, it's our pleasure. Thank you guys for having Thank us. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. really oh, yeah. nice. So we're going to get right into the first pour. Normally, we don't waste a whole lot of time getting to the whiskey. So uh, what have you got for us today, Sherry? Well, we have got a little bit of our Old Carter Bourbon Batch 2 for you to taste. Batch 2. Now, I've had the Batch 1. When did Batch 2 come out? Well, it hasn't. So you're, you're oh, getting a little, we little feel special. sneak peek. <laughs> so there's going to be a lot of people just licking their lips right now <laughs> listening to this podcast. So I'm, uh, I'm ready. Let's, let's, let's take a nose on this. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. 
I like that. It has a little bit more of a nose than number one, I think. Number one was a little kind of, uh, it, was, it was a good nose, but it was a little subtle. This one's a little more pronounced. I would definitely yeah, agree with that. Still, I like that. Still a good finish like number one was, though. Yeah. Oh, you're already on the finish. I'm still on the nose. Oh, <laughs> man. I had, to, I had to get to it, man. One of the things that uh, we always try, you know, we love the aromatics and, uh, you know, the, I think that's the first spot you always go to when you, you taste as you smell uh, and you get all these fabulous, you know, aromatics out of these um, bourbons and rice that we do. And um, that's, we wouldn't turn one out if we didn't. And Sherry's uh, has a, you know, hers, one of her big things is really going into the aromatics and I like that richness and deepness, so. Yeah, so that's really it. Really has a rich, deep flavor. I mean, very rounded. It's it's a it's a little bolder, I think, than the first bourbon. Definitely stands yeah, out. Yes, yes, definitely. Thank you. Yeah, I think that. Uh, and and did you mention the proof on this? Yeah, this proof is uh, one hundred six point nine. Oh, that's a good proof point. That's really really good. It's it's kind of fun because that is actually you know everything we do is cast strength. And this is actually the lowest cast strength we've ever produced is 106. Yeah. So I, I, I don't remember exactly what batch one bourbon was, but it was around 112. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So this, this has a mouthfeel that's really kind of creamy, a little, it kind of, it kind of sticks everywhere. Yes. Not, and, and very, very oily, very mm-hmm. nice legs on the glass, just still there. Just that 106 is not too much of a hug. You know, no, it's, it's, it's really nice. Nice, I nice like little that. Kentucky hug. Yeah. It's a wonderful bourbon. Very it delicious. Is. Thank you. So what does the bourbon culture mean to you guys? Let, let me ask you, Sherry, what does the bourbon culture mean to you? I guess what we're doing right here. Yeah. Sharing sharing good whiskey with, with good people. Yeah. And um Yeah, it's it's really fun to actually meet more people all the time that love bourbons, rice, whiskeys, and, you know, we all have that in common. And, you know, it's when you get together, it's, it's like, uh, you know, just friends getting around a table Mm -hmm. and talking and having, sharing an interest. So do you guys have a lot of bourbon nights at your house? Quite a few. (laughs) Do you? (laughs) Yeah, we have our own little bar in the basement, you know, with uh, lots of people's, uh, you know, products on there. We're always tasting everything we can find. It's a very dangerous room. (laughs) We've dedicated half of our living space to a bar. (laughs) Don't feel bad. I think there's a lot of people listening to this right now that probably have the same same little problem there. So where are you guys from originally? Well, uh, I was actually... uh, Born in Eureka, California, but uh, my uh, grandmother was from Somerset, Kentucky. Oh, really? So wow. I have yeah. some, uh, you know, bourbon DNA in me. So uh, Somerset. Now, Somerset yeah. is down near Lake Cumberland. That is correct. On the, on the eastern end of Lake Cumberland. That is correct. Yeah. yeah. So, so they came out to California uh, when prohibition started because there were no jobs. So they went to work in uh, the um, oil fields in Bakersfield, California. Oh, you guys are not in Bakersfield now. No, we got to move up to Eureka, California. My dad met my mom up there and uh, that's where I was born. And that's kind of where we got started with uh, the hospitality business. Uh, have a little hotel and restaurant there and started tasting uh, wines and being the wine purchaser for the, the restaurant. And then um, started uh, making wine in uh, 98. Wow. 
Okay, so you've been doing it a while. Yes, yes. So we'll get to the wine here in a little bit. Yeah. In a little bit. Where, where are you from, Sherry? I am from northeastern Ohio. Northeastern yep. Ohio. Right Specifically? In the, right in the snow belt. Is that? Uh, is Chardon, that, Ohio. Chardon. So it's about 15 minutes from the lake and an hour east of Cleveland. Oh, okay. So yeah. you're right up there in the corner. Right up there, okay. yeah. Okay. That area is beautiful up there. It really is. The seasons yeah. are beautiful. I was I was kind of done with the snow, though. So I moved to California, actually, right when Mark started making wine in 98. So you've been there for 20? 20 years or 20 so. years, 21 yeah. years. Yeah. So when did you first get into bourbon? So we know you're at wine 98. Well, when did you first really start getting into bourbon? This is really crazy because it was Sherry that really got me back oh, into really my DNA tell. and bourbon. <laughs> uh, she started drinking Manhattans and uh, it was Maker's Mark. And, you know, uh, that's, uh, I, I tasted my first Manhattan with uh, Sherry and I said, this is really good. And uh, I started graduating up from Maker's for those Manhattans up to Booker's. Ah, <laughs> there you go. There's not much place to go after that. Right? <laughs> I was going to say, get the octane in there. Well, old Carter, 12-year uh, yeah, right. American whiskey gets you there, too. That's yeah. right. <laughs> well, then I guess we should ask you how you first got into bourbon then. You know, I just uh, always enjoyed it. I had a, uh, worked for a photographer in Ohio, and he and his wife would always have one Manhattan when we go out to dinner. They became very good friends of mine, and they would always have one Manhattan and then we'd drink wine or whatever with the, with whatever we were having. And I thought that was pretty neat. <laughs> and I just, I loved them. And so then Mark was on a quest um, to produce a Sazerac for me. Yeah. I, was, I wanted the Sazerac cocktail. Oh, okay. And it, it was uh, kind of a long story, but anyway. So, so what's in a Sazerac? It's rye whiskey. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, it's got um, Pernod. Um, it's got uh, herb saint, you know? herb saint, yeah, and it's got a uh, little uh, bitters in there and a, and sugar. Yes. Now I like Boulevardiers. Yeah. If I'm doing a rye drink, now that's with Campari. Or? I like it with Aperol. Aperol. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm kind of an old fashioned guy. I mean, I'm I old like fashioned, it. but I like to I, drink old fashioned. I, so I like old fashions too. So yeah. Yeah. It, it was kind of when we really started coming out to Kentucky. I, you know, I started doing more old fashions instead of Manhattans. So, well, yeah. somewhere along the way, you moved from cocktails to drinking straight bourbon. Yes. And uh, how did that go? How did that go? <laughs> well, you well, say you have a collection. We uh, do have so quite the collection. What are, you, what are you drinking when you're not drinking old Carter? Anything that's new. Yeah. We, yep. we, we don't we'll have see something on a back bar and I said, well, we got to try that. We haven't tried that yet. Yeah. Know? We oh, really okay. do try to taste everything out there that we haven't had. Yeah. At least taste it once. So you'll try them at the bar and then you'll say, yeah, that was really good. We need a bottle of that for home. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Well, see, our problem is that happens every time we get one. That <laughs> <laughs> you can only afford so many bottles. So. Yeah. Well, at least we can write it off as research. You know? A lot of research. R&D. That's oh, right. A lot of research. That's what I keep telling Randy. I think this is tax deductible. Right. <laughs> this is research. Yeah. It's part of your show that you have to have these. I know. Yeah. And I don't think the IRS listens to podcasts. <laughs> no. <laughs> Probably not this one. So do you guys have like a, a daily drinker? You know, something that, I mean... Obviously, you guys have Old Carter around, but when you're not drinking Old Carter, what's your daily drink? Well, we have a we have a little stash of you know we we do a lot of sampling mm-hmm. of our own bar- barrels, sure. And so we end up with all of these 200 ml half empty so, uh, samples. 
So I, I start blending those together. He goes those, into the unit. And I, I have a, maybe a one bottle instead of a, a single barrel. We have single bottles of just certain, you know, batches that we put up and we'll drink those because we're not going to sell them or anything. We, <laughs> right. We'll just enjoy them. And they're very good. <laughs> so we have the unicorn, unicorn collection, wow. I guess. I guess I that's know. great. That, that, would be, that would be amazing to have that problem, you know, to be able to just co-pull from a library of barrels. So that's pretty awesome. You know, there's so many great products coming out today, you know, and then so we'll get a bottle and, and kind of work on, you know, the old Forester, you know, that whole uh, kind of prohibition um, series. And the Whiskey Row series. Whiskey like, Row. It's yeah. really good right yeah. now. So. Yeah, I mean, all you know, all the all the distilleries are starting to do some really amazing stuff, and yeah. there's there's always something on the shelf out there. Even if you can't find what you would really like to find out there, there's always something great to grab, and, yeah. and there's always some some amazing pick or something. So yeah, it's great. So I I know we're here to talk about whiskey, but I would like to talk a little bit about you know Carter Cellars and what you have going on there. Yeah, the um, my love for wine, you know, being the wine buyer for the restaurant, Restaurant 301, my goal when we opened up the restaurant was to have a grand award restaurant from Wine Spectator, which is basically has, uh, you know, 88 uh, grand awards um, wine restaurants in the world. And we're one of them today. But when we started, it took us about 15 years to build a list that was big enough and deep enough and uh, broad enough uh, to actually get the award, which we got in 98. That was a good year. Um, in 98, we also made our first wine. After a while, buying everybody's wine, you eventually want to make your own wine. So I had a really great guy, Nils Vingi. He was the first guy to get the perfect score from Robert Parker in America for the Groth 85 Reserve. And uh, Nils, uh, I became friends with Nils when that wine came out in 87. And from 87 all the way to 98, I every year would ask him to make wine for me. And eventually he caved and, and uh, actually said he'd make, make wine for me. And uh, so that year he goes, then he asked me this one question. I thought, you know, I didn't know much about winemaking at the time. He says, now where are the wine, where are the grapes coming from, Mark? And I said, grapes, I thought you provided the grapes. He says, no, Mark, it doesn't work like that. You go find some grapes, you come back with the grapes, then I'll make wine out of that. Uh -huh. I go, oh, geez, I got to go find some grapes now. Took me 10 years to convince him to make wine for me. Hope it doesn't take 10 years to make wine or make, find a great contract. So we, uh, I got really lucky that year. Went back to the uh, restaurant um, that month and there was a guy sitting in my restaurant and yeah, he was buying these really great bottles of uh, Burgundies and Bordeaux's and uh, made our night small little restaurant, three seat restaurant we've got and uh, went over because uh, our dining room manager said, uh, Fred at table fives made our night. And I said, well, I probably should go see Fred. So I went over and said, hello. And he says, oh my God, this is amazing wine list. And I said, well, thank you. I'm really working on getting this grand award from Wine Spectator. And uh, he says, you have my wine on this list. And I said, well, what, which wine's yours? And he says, well, it's the Colgan Schrader wine. I'm Fred Schrader. I go, oh, geez, Fred, it's so nice to meet you. I've been buying your wine since, you know, 92. And here it is, 98. And he goes, uh, you know, uh, I go, well, uh, I just got a letter in the mail from allocation for the wine. I used to get two cases. Now I'm only going to get six bottles. And uh, 
Fred said, well, you'll have to talk to my ex-wife about that. I don't have anything to do with that brand anymore. <laughs> I'm going to start my own called Schrader. And I said, well, send me two cases of that. And, uh, so he took a liking to me and I, and I said, well, how's the wine? He says, pretty good. He wants you get a glass. So I get a glass and I started drinking with Fred till about four in the morning. And he finally says, you ever think about making wine, Mark? I said, yeah, I got Nils. He said, he make, make some wine for me this year. And I, I only have one problem. I don't have any grapes. And Fred says to me, well, I have some grapes that my winemaker doesn't want to use. You can have my contract. Wow. So he put me in business. Now, Fred went on to make the most 100-point wines of any vintner in Napa. And before he sold the brand to Constellation. Wow. And we've been friends uh, ever since. But wow, what a great story. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> well, what are the similarities of starting making wine and then starting bourbon and whiskey? Well, I think it's about palate, you know, it's about, you know, enjoying flavors and, you know, with wine, I love wine and you get to make it one day a year. And, uh, so it's, uh, everything has to be just perfect to make wine. Um, bourbon, we get, get to make every, every day we can make it, you know, instead of the one day a year. The only problem is you have to have to wait about three times as long to, you know, have bourbon and wines every 18 months. Uh, most, uh, both the, uh, wine and the bourbon, a lot of it depends on the barrel and that's the real similarity. Wow. <laughs> it was kind of cute actually when we first started <clears throat> the former brand, um, Mark looked at me one day and he said, damn, you know, the only thing that takes longer than making yeah. red wine is bourbon. <laughs> I said, you're just figuring this out now. Yeah. So what, <laughs> it what, was pretty funny. What, um. What caused you to, to, to make that transition? I mean, what event happened that took you guys down the bourbon road? I hate to say that. The bourbon road. It's great. bourbon road is a journey. Yeah, what took you down that road? You know? I love it. I, I'm going to have uh, Sherry actually tell this part of it, I think. Um, let's see. Well, it was one fateful night in Austin, Texas. <laughs> it all begins in Texas. <laughs> it sure does. And so we had just uh, just got the winery. So we had, we had the winery, um, up and running and Mark was looking for people to make uh, wine there. We're licensed for a whole bunch more than we actually make. And so we had room to grow and we were at a conference in, in, uh, in Austin and a friend of ours was there. This was a hospitality conference and he was interested in producing some wine, but was looking for something very inexpensive and we were already making premium premium wines. So, um, Mark said, you know, we could do that, but there's something a little more intriguing than, than this inexpensive bottle that I think your family had, uh, something to do with back before prohibition. And so that was basically how we got into the bourbon business. And this person you were talking to, I think you might know him. Yeah. So, um, actually Chuck Dedman, um, was, uh, my contemporary in running the inn, uh, that I had were roughly the same size inn, restaurant, bar, the whole thing. And, uh, we were on a board together many years ago, um, in the nineties and, uh, uh, went to, uh, Kentucky here, uh, went to the Beaumont Inn and, uh, had a, a conference there. And, uh, Chuck told me a story that they used to have tobacco and, they used to also have a distillery and that really kind of interested me that whole story. And, uh, so 
after we bought the, the winery in 06, we were, were looking for custom crush clients. And so I went to all my friends that had ends and said, hey, I can make a little wine for you. Uh, but I didn't think they wanted just a red and white wine by the glass program. I thought they might want to make a, you know, really top, you know, ultra premium wine. Sure, sure. And so uh, that's when, you know, we said, well, I I think we should probably bring your, your brand back. Sherry can make the labels and yeah, I got a guy at the winery can do the, do the actual, um, the compliance and, and I've got a little bit of money and you're right here and yeah, I think it's going to work out just great. So that's, that's kind of how the, the, uh, the Kentucky owl was born. Yes. Oh, that's interesting. And you made the labels. Yes. So you, you have a background in. I'm a, de- I'm an artist. I'm a designer. You're an artist designer. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's interesting. So we did all of our stuff too. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Those are beautiful labels. Thank you. Yeah. Great job. So have you always been a graphic designer or is there other art that you're involved in? Or? I'm a painter. You're a painter um, as well. The, the horse on these labels is actually a woodcut that I did uh, when I first moved to California. It's the uh, first piece of art I ever bought from Sherry, in fact. I was really drawn to this horse, this woodcut she did. That was a fortuitous purchase. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Who would have thought, huh? I know. I met Sherry at table five, too, after Fred. (laughs) It's a good table. So so if you ever come to the hotel in Eureka, California, come see us and have a little drink at table five. Table five. (laughs) Just be ready to have a life-changing experience. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So you guys, uh, so, uh, you know, the, the... the, the Kentucky Owl brand has moved on uh, yes. and, you know, Dixon's still involved at some point with that. Um, and I'm assuming you guys are all still grand friends and, yeah. and get together once in a while or. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So love, how love often do you get, drink with them? Always. How often do you get to the Beaumont Inn? Um, well, this last year has been really very busy for us been, with the new brand, yeah. you know, yeah. so we've been running around pretty hectic, but uh, <laughs> I can imagine we reached out on uh, May 21st because we're both born on the same day. So we shared the birthday of... Now, that's interesting. Yeah. So how did you figure that out? Uh, one, one day... <laughs> Facebook, know, I guess. When we were... Uh, we'd go to the Beaumont Inn and I'd drop off some wine. And uh, the Carter Cellars wine. And one, one night, uh, just uh, on the 21st, the, uh, he was going to open a bottle of that. And uh, oh, because right. it was a special occasion, he said... I said, well, what special occasion is it? He said, well, it's my birthday. I said, well, when's your birthday? And he said, May 21st. And I said, oh, gosh, that's the same. That's my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Let's share a bottle. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. So. Five bottles later. <laughs> well, I tell you what, this was, a, this was a delicious pour. I really enjoyed Thank this you. bourbon. I think it is time for us now to move on to something else. I'd really like to try something else here. Um, so let's, uh, let's try another pour and... Uh, and see what, see what we got. Sounds great. So Sherry, what do we have in our next glass here? Okay. So next up, we have got the Old Carter Rye Batch 3. Batch 3. Yes. Now this is your newest release. Correct. And, yes. And when did this release? It was about, April. Um, yeah, about two months ago. A month about and two half. months yeah. ago. Okay. All right. So we've got some listeners out there that have had this, but we've probably got some that haven't had it as well. So... Let's uh, let's try it. All right, I'm excited. I haven't had it. Oh yeah, what am I smelling? That is what a am I smelling here. That has a really nice nose on it. Definitely different from what I remember before. I, I, you know, it's been a few months, but I definitely pick up a different nose on this than than something I've had in the past. This is good. I what agree. Are you, what are you picking up? 
I'm getting a little bit of uh, juniper, a little juniper maybe. I was gonna. It was something different. And I uh, couldn't put my finger uh, on uh, it. Some might say pine or or something like. I'm getting a little bit of juniper. I'm definitely getting the rice spice. I'm getting a little bit of. Uh, um, a little bit of uh, citrus. Mm-hmm. I even get kind of a woodsy, like cedary. Cedar. That's it. That's it. Cedar. Yeah. 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 And I don't get smoke. it until it turns the corner. You know yeah. what I mean? When you first smoke. taste it and it turns smoke the corner. Cedar plank. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. A lot yeah, of times. That's <laughs> what it is. See, it takes somebody else just to let you know what your smell is. <laughs> And you're afraid to say anything. I don't want to look stupid. Oh, but man, you know, yeah. Cheers. And I do good. get the citrus as well. I get that orange, kind of an orange, orange peel. peel. Exactly. The zest. Oh, my goodness. The palate on that. What a flavor explosion. That is really good. I definitely get the citrus on the palate. The cedar plank. Yeah. I mean, I get the, I get the, the. I don't know what you call them. I don't know about the plank part. No, I just threw that in. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. You know, they use that, you know, sometimes when they're smoking things in the oven. It's like cedar, cedar plank thing. salmon, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is somebody getting hungry? But if somebody puts lemon or zest or orange zest on I top get of it like that, a woodsy. Now, yeah. now like when a, you go back to the nose after taking a sip, a little more citrus on there. A lot so. of cinnamon too, you know. Yeah, it definitely has spice. That is uh, like like the other old Carter whiskeys. Very mouth coating, very creamy, very oily. Um, that's absolutely delicious. That is a good rye whiskey. Thank that you. is. That is. We really strive to produce that that mouthfeel as well. And they're they are ninety five percent. These are ninety five percent rye. All of them. Wow. Okay. Have, I've so. never had a ninety five percent rye. So this that's is real high. Yeah. But for it to be this hot, it's really kind of smooth yeah, yeah. This that, is cream, that creamy he was yeah. talking about there yeah this is uh yeah 116.2 uh, yeah okay. that's supposed to be pretty hot and it didn't seem that much to me i don't know so the uh, amounts of each one of the barrel of the bottles um that we did we they're small batches they went down a little bit uh over last year we didn't have quite as much um any for how many bottles do we have uh, batch three has uh 1009 bottles in it in that release. Mm-hmm. And last year's two rise were 1,269 and 1,289, respectively, for so batches one and two. this was a little two. bit smaller than your, yeah. your rise of yeah. last year. Yes. Okay. And there was no, Just no, by increase, accident. no increase in price. And I think they were even a little higher in, in um, alcohol a little bit, too. Now, what is suggested retail price on, on rye number three? Do you, do oh, you, I think it's 179. 179. Yeah. Okay. So, so your products... In particular, since we're talking about the rye right now, um, these are typically going to be considered uh, a premium bottle. Yes. Uh, something you might find either on the top shelf or certainly on the back shelf of a liquor store or at a restaurant. Is that correct? That's what we've yeah. found. Yeah. Yeah. Except at the liquor barn. And- well, that was funny. They, they left out one zero. So they, I, think they, I think they thought it was $17.95. And so it was way down low when we came in. And So did you buy them? Oh. No, it was completely. <laughs> we almost got them, was, actually. But. It was completely ridiculous. We had stopped in. We were on our way to Bourbon Classic to pick up poor spouts. And we were rushing from Lexington over here. And we needed the poor spouts. And so we stopped. And I guess I won't. I can say what the store was, I yeah, guess. Yeah. Um, but it was a liquor barn over in, in Middletown. Is it Middletown? Uh-huh. Middletown. Uh, Middletown. Yeah. And uh, it was so cute. It was so cute. So I went in 
and got our pork spouts and some salami because we hadn't eaten breakfast that day either. And um, I'm walking back towards the front of the store and a gentleman passes me by and said, have you found everything okay? And I said, I have, thank you, but I do have a question. Do you have old Carter? And he said, well, it's funny you should ask me that because I'm on my way right now with a price tag for it. And he said it had gotten into the wrong spot somehow. (laughs) And he said, we just discovered it and we've got nine bottles of it. And so he, he, I said, oh, well, heck. I said, well, what are you charging for it? And he said, 179 or something. And I said, great. I said, uh, he's like, I'm going right back there now to put the tag on. And I find Mark and I said, come on, we're going to go see where it's headed up in the nice, you know, behind the glass case. And I said, well, that looks very nice. And he said, well, thank you. And I said, well, we're Mark and Sherry Carter. And he said, what? (laughs) I said, we really appreciate your support. Yeah, that's awesome. (laughs) It was funny. That's great. Yeah, I've been to that liquor barn a few times. (laughs) That's actually one of the newer ones in town, I think. It it is. And, and, you know, if, if it's a place you want to go actually get some bottles signed, it's a usually a good place to hang out right. and nice. get distillers. So. That's good. Well, yeah. He was certainly yeah. friendly. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> well, shout cute. out to Liquor Barn. Why not? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, so what have been some of the challenges with, uh, with starting a, uh, a, a bourbon company, a whiskey company? Deciding what to create first. Uh, yeah, that was, uh, and, uh, and we, uh, actually with old Carter, we ended up doing rye first before the bourbon. Really? Yeah. Why was that? I'm just a uh, supply. Just, I think it was, it was ready a, to go. It was ready to go. And we just really liked it and thought it would uh-huh. be something different to, you know, start with. Plus we were doing it in the spring and I always feel like rye does, is, it feels like springtime to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, that could be just complete yeah. hogwash, but I don't know. Well, so we, we were trying to put together the first, this was probably the biggest like most challenging. Well, if it isn't good, you know, and we put it out, they drink it once. They'll never buy it again. That's so true. we want to make true. sure we really wanted to make sure it was good so, we, so that we would have people come back and buy from us. Again. Well, I guess they all need to be good, but the first one, yeah, the especially. First, yeah. Especially. Yeah. yeah. And so we had these two rise that we had come up with two blends and I was very partial to one of the blends and Mark was very partial to one of the blends. So we couldn't decide which one to do first. And we, we showed them to a lot of people with a lot of palettes, good palettes. Hoping that they would, yeah. there would they be a clear make winner. Up your mind for you. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. So you had one that you really liked. You had one that you really liked and you, you said, come on friends, help us out here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And every time we showed it, one person would like one of them and one would like the other. So they were not helping at all. It was, it was still a split decision. Until yeah. we got to our dear friends, the Justins over there in Lexington. Uh, Justin's House of Bourbon. This was before Justin's House of Bourbon existed. Mm-hmm. And we gave them to Justin Sloan and Justin Thompson. Yeah. And JT was the, was the, had a brilliant moment. Yes. He tasted them both and he said. You want the good news or the bad news? And I said, oh, I'm always about good news. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, he said, well, guys, the good news is there's no bad news. And he goes, they're both delicious. And he said, can you put them both in the bottle? And we looked at each other and said, now, why didn't we think of that? (laughs) But we still didn't know which one was going to be batch one and which one was going to be batch two. And that just kind of happened in production unbeknownst to us. Yeah. So when they came out in bottles, you honestly, the two of you didn't know whose was whose? No, we knew as soon as they, as soon as I got the production schedule and I could see the numbers, I knew whose was whose. Okay. 
But then we, and then they both went into the market last spring. And we still always ask people, did you like one or two better? Which one did you like better? It's our favorite game. <laughs> we're, we're still keeping score. I'm, tr- I'm trying to remember who you're winning so far. It's right. still a split decision. It is. I was going to say. Yeah, as I told you before, before the show, I think I, I finished off my last uh, of batch. I think it was batch two. I finished off the last of batch two probably a couple of months ago. Well, we just so happened to have a little surprise today with batch four of the rye. Oh my goodness. So is this a repeat of the story? Perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got two glasses poured for us here. Yep. The second one is your rye batch four. Yes. And what are the specs on that one? Let's see. So that one, it's been a minute. Uh, that one is, I can't see that far. One, Randy, one four, can you 114. 114.1. on that. And 942 bottles produced. Okay. So even fewer. Even yeah. fewer. Yeah. Okay, so this batch four now is not released. Correct. So you're treating us really special today. We're, we're kind of fortunate. We get to try this. Would what, you like what, a little more there, Jim? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so what's what's the expected uh, release date on this batch one? Four? I, we don't know. It'll but the probably, bourbon that we started yeah. with that'll be that's coming. It'll for, be on, it definitely around to be purchased on the 14th of June for National Bourbon Day. And oh, father, perfect. And Father's oh, Day gifts. And Father's Day is on Sunday. <laughs> well, there you go. I need to tell gift. my children. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's great. But we don't, we're not sure on the Rye 4. Okay. So I have a good, my palate has a good memory of that number three now. So are we going to try the number four? Let's do it. Let's, Let's do, do it. it. Again, a wonderful nose. Similar. Okay, so this one, this one to me, and I, I've gone ahead and taken a taste as well. This one to me has a little bit more, um, it's a little more mouth coating, just a little bit. But the, uh, I'm not getting as much of the citrus on this one. But I'm, but I'm almost getting almost like a clove, almost like a clove on, on this one as it rounds the corner there. A little clove. <laughs> yeah, actually, um, somebody else, when we are tasting these yesterday, um, they were Got the clove also. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Pick that up. A little more pepper, a little less. And I said juniper yeah, the last time. Pepper. You said cedar, um, evergreen, whatever. Yeah. A little less on this one. This, yes. one's, a, this one's a little more um, rounded. I'm going to have to go back and try the other one. I don't want to compare just yet. We're going to have to go bounce back and so forth. Are we, we're not going to have to vote, are we? Of course you are. <laughs> we're not going to have to vote and make one of y'all. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's a matter of. Personal preference. It's completely personal preference. It, it always is, you know, and we find that with all of the products we do, even with the wine people, you do a lineup of six wines of the same vintage. And it's never unanimous. Never unanimous. Which one they like. But, you know, that first impression, the first one you try, how much of that carries over into you mm-hmm. second, third, fourth, fifth? Right. Yeah. And we're, we're not really taking water in between, so... And, and I like to do that. I like I like to try to cleanse it the best I can. Yeah. You know, before Start I do with the next one. Pure palate yeah. each time. So this one to me, number four, has a little more a little more oak and leather. I'm gonna go back to number three. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna bounce back and forth mm-hmm. between the two. Definitely got more spice with four for me. So number three is a lot more aromatic. It's a little more uh, up front. I get it a little more up front. It's kind of a Bouquet up front. Yeah. yeah. I, I, get, so. I, I do get, you know, I'd say a little more wood, you know, on three. You know, you get you know, that when you. Uh, I, I feel like it's got a sweeter note. 
a little sweeter note. If I had to say one was more sweet and one was more savory. I'm going to make a prediction right now. Jim's going to go with four and I'm going to go with three. I can almost <laughs> see this happening right now. <laughs> it's, it's a tough call. It is a tough call. Yeah, yeah they're it both is. delicious. Then yeah. no one will get mad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, can, I can almost see this happening. I can. That's good. You know? <laughs> so I would, uh, I would tend to lean towards number four personally. And I would turn to lean towards number three personally. Yeah. So there you and, go. And, yeah. not, and, and which one's number four? Is that you? Jerry's <laughs> four. Not three. Oh, very good. Job. <laughs> Thank you. Now, now, Mark, I would have thought that, you know, number one had kind of a bold up front, really yeah. got to you quick. Yeah. And then it then it kind of had that uh, juniper that, that transitioned a little bit into, into some citrus. And this one's a little more rounded here. It's not quite in your face. I don't know. Yeah. Well, that would be... That's that really is. I, I'm usually a little bit more in your face, I guess. Yeah. Okay. But, he definitely is. But yeah. it seems like the finish on four lasted a little longer for me. Yeah. I don't know, know yeah. why. Yeah, I'm going to keep sipping on number four. I'm going to go back to number three. I'm going yeah. to keep revisiting these because they're both absolutely delicious well, guys. Congratulations! I'm thank, really good. Thank you. Really thank good. You. And are your wines the same way? Exactly. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and so they're all different and they're all unique. And we really—that's what we try to bring—is that each you know, item we do should have its own personality. Absolutely. And, we do uh, a lot of vineyard designate wines, so they're coming from a specific location and we want those locations to really shine through. And I think that's what, that's what we, yeah, we don't even manipulate the wine very much a lot. You know, people went to Davis, they would always try to get these perfect numbers by acidifying and, you know, uh, to make it more like almost a French wine. We let the vineyard show really important, you know, it's, to us, that's what, you know, if you can kind of tell the difference a little bit, it, it has its personality. Yeah, and that's exactly what we do with this, with, with this the whiskeys. Um, I feel like we, you know, we're never going to make the same thing twice and they, yeah. they may be similar, but they're different. And that's what we enjoy doing because it's, it's, um, you know, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of hard work and um, a lot of sleepless nights leading up to solidifying the blends more sleepless on this side of the room than that side of the room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I just, I can't, I won't, I don't stop until whatever I'm doing next is it's like, Nope, I keep going back. If I keep going back to something that I know. Well, they and y'all did very well. I'll just say, all y'all, well, is that how you say it? All yes. You know, we really, it, it's, it is about blending it for us at the end of the day that makes it different. And so it, you know, you can take the same exact product and if you just maybe divided that barrel and put it in, you know, different bottles, it'd be the same, you know, and different and call it different batches. But, you know, every time we do a 10, well, we'll, we'll take, um, 50 barrels, we'll get down to 10 that we like and we'll start blending. And, and most of these batches are five to seven batch blends for our small batches. Barrel. Yeah. Barrels. Yeah. And, uh, they're always going to be a little different. And that's like I said, that's what we love to do. And this is the same, uh, mash bill. Three exactly. and four is the same, same yeah, stuff, 95. same age, just a different combination of barrels. Now, even the big distilleries, you know, are blending to make their releases, their small batch releases. So, I mean, blending is an art in itself, and it's very, um, um, it's very um, creative. 
It's very artistic. It's very creative. Yeah, it's very creative. And, and you're able to do so much with just a few barrels. And you guys have a little bit more flexibility than some of the distilleries have, right? Yeah. We we do buy. Meeting, meetings are very easy. Yeah, it's just the two of us. It's coffee in the morning usually. Mm-hmm. And say, okay, what we need to do for that day. And salami. And yeah. salami. Yeah. <laughs> so how hard is it to find barrels now? There's a lot more competition in the market looking for barrels, right? Yeah. We're, uh, you know, we, we've been putting them away for the last two two years or so. We've and, also and, been making and distilling for the last distilling two years. Distilling here in Kentucky. And oh, so can we talk about that a little bit? So uh, you don't have to tell us where you're distilling, but and so they you're are actually- different mash bills too than the people that actually distill, you know, usually. Yeah. So we're looking for them a little bit more unique mash bills mm-hmm. okay. so that we can hang our you know hat on it, our name on it and say, you know, it's not, not the same as what they do, which is great. They, whatever they do is wonderful too. Uh, but you know, we are those kind of that one off, you know, something totally unique. That's what we're looking for. So will you incorporate some younger, because normally your whiskeys have a lot of age and uh, will you incorporate some younger whiskeys and some future blends? Um, That's a really good question. You know, uh, I, I, I like old stuff. Yeah. I do too, but younger whiskeys do bring oh, something oh, to the table. Yes. Well, and a lot of people are looking at that because of the demand for yeah. bourbon internationally. Right. You know, so. Well, we drink a lot of old, really bottles, dusties. And, uh, you know, a lot of those were like only six, six years to, you know, eight years, right. even some five. Name a couple of dusties that you, know, that you um, had recently. Actually, a 1950. Hi, yeah, w. Stissel, Harper. Yeah. Stissel wow. Weller. Really? You know, uh, a six-year-old, uh, you know, it was uh, distilled in 36, bottled in 42. Yeah. Phenomenal stuff. And, you know, not that high of alcohol, 130, uh, I mean, uh, 93, you know. Yeah. And uh, those show pretty well. They're stunning. So... We, you know, we'll we, probably, you know, like the ones we have put up that are two and a half years old or so now, mm-hmm. uh, we'll probably, you know, f- start trying things at about six. If yeah. it's a rye, maybe, right. maybe five. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So no, I mean, five year rye, you can have a delicious rye at five years. I Absolutely. Yeah. You can have delicious bourbon at five years. So how often do you guys return to Kentucky? Every month. Every month? Yeah. yeah. We've been here almost every month and for sometimes a week. Sometimes twice a month. Yeah, sometimes twice. Yeah. yeah. What's your base of operation when you're here? I mean, do you come to Louisville? Do you come to Lexington? Do you do both? Well, we bought a building in Lexington uh, a year and a half ago now, two years ago, a year and a half. A year and a half. And um, fixed that up a little bit. And uh, so we actually have a three bedroom Airbnb above. There's a uh, Justin's House of Bourbon is downstairs. So there are tenants there. And um, they're great. And we have a, a three-bedroom place upstairs when we really haven't stayed in because it's always rented when we come to town. We have a little and showroom in the back that kind of shows our, our history of the Carter Cellars wines. The, uh, also, we have a couple of brands. Envy was, is the winery, and Ancillary is another brand with our winemaker and our GM at, at the winery. And then we have uh, our first brand of the first, you know, batch one to six. And then we have the old Carters in there. So you can kind of see, you know, that's us. It's a fun little spot. It's a nice yeah, place to do this kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah, it's a great place. Now, Randy and I have been there. We, we spent a, a little time there. And we both yeah, walked we out with something. A little time. You want to talk about spending a little money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm going to leave my wallet in the car from now on because I might be staying in your bed. <laughs> I might be cleaning rooms to have to play, have to have a place to stay. That's good. Um, but so we were based, you know, we've been doing a lot of things over in Lexington over the last little while, but we just bought a building here in Louisville as well. Yeah, we love and what what's happening in Louisville here. 
Yeah, it's pretty exciting down yeah. here. Yeah, the downtown area in Louisville is really becoming bourbon centric. Absolutely, you know, urban bourbon trail. That, yeah. that whole mess oh, on Whiskey Row down there is just unbelievable. The Absolutely. So the building we got is actually on the corner of First and Market. Well, yeah. you're right there in it. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the um, Justin's House of Bourbon is going to be our tenant there. Oh, really? So they'll have That's one great. over here. That's great. Oh, well, we'll talk about that a little bit more yeah. in the second half. I think this is as good a place as any for us to take our, our break. And when we come back, we'll find out what else you brought for us to drink today. Okay. All right. <laughs> Thank Tommy and Gwen Mitchell from Logheads Home Center for supporting this episode of The Bourbon Road. Logheads Home Center, nestled in the hills of Kentucky, is an industry leader in building handcrafted rustic furniture. Family owned and operated, they take pride in offering only the very best for their customers. The Logheads, and that's what they like to call themselves, are skilled woodcrafters who are passionate about creating rustic furniture for people who appreciate the beauty of natural wood. Owners Tommy and Gwen don't just sell the rustic lifestyle, they live it. And you can be sure that Logheads Furniture will always be handcrafted in Kentucky by artisans who embrace the simple way of life. Logheads Rustic Furniture is made from northern white cedar, a sustainable wood that's naturally rot and termite resistant. Its beauty and quality will add warmth to your earthy lifestyle for generations to come. Be sure to check out everything they have to offer at logheadshomecenter.com. And while you're at it, Give Tommy and Gwen a shout on Facebook or Instagram at Logheads Home Center. So we're back in the Oak Room at the Seal Block Hotel with Mark and Sherry Carter. Yeah, we were just sitting here talking about this ornate room and the wonderful woodwork and stuff here at the Sealbach, and we want to give a shout out, Jim. Nadia Harris, who helped us to arrange this uh, this location for the recording today, and we really appreciate the Sealbach and, and them uh, being so gracious to us. It was it, really nice. It's been, it's been wonderful so far, and we got another half coming up. So what do we have in our second half pours? Who's going first? Mark, Sherry, which one of y'all? I think Sherry can go first. <laughs> Well, we've got some some exciting uh, stuff here in this next pour. Uh, we have brought for you to try today the uh, we've got some single barrels that we released um, or one of the single barrels that we released last year in December of our 27 year old American whiskey. Wow. 27 year old. Wow. I'm so excited for this. I mean, I have not had one of your 27s before. So. I've never had a 27, nothing. <laughs> no. we, uh, we got very fortunate and found some barrels. And uh, I uh, actually brought the sample over to show Sherry. I was and washing I, dishes. I didn't yeah. tell her what it was. I just poured her a little glass and said, here, try this. And she tried it and she says, oh my God, what is it? It's amazing. We must have this. <laughs> Go get it. <laughs> Go get it. Go get it, Carter. There you go. 
That's great. So, yes. so this is uh, this is an American whiskey. Yes, um, which basically means that it doesn't meet the criteria of a bourbon. That's correct. And we don't know exactly why it doesn't meet the criteria. The only reason is because it was not put into a brand new barrel. Okay, great. It, yeah. it was put into a used barrel. Okay. So, and we don't know what the char was on the barrel or no, anything no. like that there. So, but we think, well. Based on the flavor profile, I believe that they were used bourbon barrels. Okay. So. Okay. 27 right. years. And this is barrel number nine. And uh, we did these, as crazy as it sounds, we still did these at barrel strength. So uh, we, we didn't do any um, any watering down of these But whiskeys. you guys don't do that to any of your products, We do not. We do not. So, uh, so what is the proof of this? The nine. These are like 120. This is 124.7. Okay. And this barrel produced 72 bottles. So that's, that was the most we got out of any of the barrels. Yeah. Now, if a barrel is completely full, yes. how many bottles do you get? About 220. 20 something, yeah. And you got 72. Two. So 220, so about a third. So yeah. you've really lost about two thirds of this barrel. Yes. To the angels, yes. And that that was the that's the best the angels did for us. They even took more sometimes. They, we got down to thirteen bottles in some of these, yeah. and yeah. we haven't even factored in the IRS. Yet, have we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they got to get their share. I forgot about that. There, so. Well, I'm excited to try this, and Randy, this is a this is an epic moment for you. Yes, it is. I've never tried anything 27. Well, let's let's try it. Oh my goodness. And you may want to, because I was so short on these pours. I like to roll it around a little bit to bring it up a little higher on the, on the inside of that glass. Oh yeah. So the color on this is I honestly, for spending that much time in the barrel, uh, I would expect it to be a lot darker. Now this is a no, rich, dark I, I color. Too. There's no doubt yeah. about it. Yeah. But you would think 27 years, it this is going to be black. Be black. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> Right, I, I would think that. I think that is because we've got again, we're using those those used barrels. And yeah, so they don't have that initial char. They've given up that. that yes. Okay, got it. Aggressive. Well, the legs definitely are sticking to the glass. I don't expect those to disappear anytime soon. That nose is tremendous. It's absolutely wonderful. Can I just save it. Do I have to try it, <laughs> Randy? You're being so dramatic. <laughs> Oh my goodness. That is amazing. That is so good. That is, um, it's even beyond creme brulee. This is, yeah. this is kind of, uh, I don't know, definitely burnt sugar. Yes. Yeah. But, 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 but not over oaked. No. no. Not at all. That's the one thing I liked about the American whiskey and these 27 year olds that they going into that used barrel, they, the, the wood didn't break down and it didn't get, you know, um, too woody, you know, but, but you still get the wood. You I get, get the wood on yeah. the front end of this. Yes. But as it rounds that corner, here I go again. I'm sorry. And as it rounds the corner. Hmm. We feel that these, um, are almost expressing a quality that's like a, a cognac or an army. Yes. I was just thinking that I was thinking that exact thing. This, this reminds me of a very fine, um, after dinner drink yeah, a cognac, cognac yeah. or an Armagnac. And it's just absolutely, um, it just, 
makes you pause and think as you're tasting it. This is a this is a delicious whiskey, and those legs, they're gonna. <laughs> if I left this gas, glass to sit, I think those legs would just dry in place. I do too. <laughs> and you can see how thick this is in the glass as you roll it around. You just like it, 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 it's reduced down so much. It's just thick and you know coating and creamy. Well, it's not every day you get to try a whiskey like this. This is a this is definitely a a, a gift to us. I appreciate it. Thank oh. you very much. Oh, oh wow, bet. yeah. Thank you guys. I've never had anything aged this long. Well, except me, but <laughs> <laughs> but you're aged so well, right? I know. Yeah. <laughs> That's really good. It's fun to share it. We we um we were very excited to get our hands on it. That's for sure. Kind of, you know. It'll be a while before we can get something like this again, I think. So you guys have got a number of expressions. You have a number of releases of each expression. Uh, Are there any that kind of are sentimental favorites? Mm. They're all our babies. I understand, but you know, (laughs) certain (laughs) babies go to certain parents. And I'm sorry that we don't have it. And had I known that you didn't, you had not tried the 12 year. We would have brought the 12-year American whiskey, which is the sister to these guys. Um, I really love that one because it is so different. It was very surprising. You know, American whiskey that was 12 years old that just kind of rocked us. You know, we got great bourbons, great rice, but this thing just came out of left field and you tasted it. It it did. And it's 134.9 and it drinks like 110. You, you know, we would our we would take it around and show people out of the bag and say, "Hey, you taste this," and they'd love it. And then we said, "Well, what do you think the proof is on it?" And they'd all say, "One ten. You have to do a little blind tasting on it. Mm-hmm. And we said, "Well, it's a little higher than that. <laughs> One thirty-four. Wow, wow. But that, it doesn't that's, drink like that. That's such a big spread. That's such a big spread. But when it has all of the balance, that's the whole thing with wine or bourbons. It's like you know, you get this great, you know." Uh, everything's in place. If it's just alcohol, it's thin and it's not tasty. It has to fire on all, yeah. right. all cylinders for yeah. us. Well, you know, um, and I think you guys know Jason from the Mash and Drum. Mm-hmm. So uh, he's actually in town this week. And he, I, I actually bowed out to him as he bought a bottle of your 12-year American. And uh, I'm hoping... Yeah, yeah I'm break it open. <laughs> Who knows? You know, there's... We could win the lottery. You never know. Well, we are having a blind bottle share. Do you think he might bring it? I don't I, know. As soon as you said that earlier, I thought maybe he's going to bring that. I don't know. He does want to win. We've got a grand prize that's wow. kind of sweet. So <laughs> wouldn't it be great? Yeah. What, what's if the you grand prize? <laughs> well, we've got a friend who makes uh, makes fine art pieces out of bourbon barrels. Oh, he's cool. going to make bourbon barrel rehab over there, Jeff and uh, Jeff and Liz, and and. Uh, that's going to be the grand prize. I yeah, guess. so he's yeah. making Very a little cool. trinket. And we'll, we'll, the winner of the blind bourbon share. This is who gets the most votes, right? You know, as you as you pass the bottles yeah. around, who gets the most votes? If you Can, you get to actually, is it you guys um, say okay? This is this because uh, it's all it's double blind. Is the, what you're doing? Right. There'll it? be there'll be six three seventy fives with an A B C D E or F G whatever you know on them, and yep. and nobody knows if that one's the one they brought or the one they're guy next to him brought. Yeah. So there's no indication of what you have. So everything's blind. I would imagine that the person who tastes their own bottle will know, I would think. Yeah, that's hope. But other than, but well, maybe. there's me. <laughs> now, is there a prize for the person who can correctly guess 
oh. any of these are. Uh, we're not doing that, but that's a good idea, okay. yeah. Sherry. I mean, we might do something like that just for like a bonus or something, right? So maybe right. the person who gets, who's able to guess something gets that particular 375 whatever's left and it would be like winning the lottery because there's how many hundreds of bourbons out there right. and i just picked this one out of that yeah it's like odds oh, they're same actually for you bring up something that reminds me of you know developing uh your palate of yes. flavors and your, your you know your your memories of, of flavors and smells and i cut my teeth on a in a blind tasting group for wine that met every monday night during monday night football <laughs> And it was very cutthroat and they were very mean. It was all guys. So it was, it was, it was anything went. I mean, it just had to no, be red. They would just had to be a red, like a it had to be a red. Or, or burgundy and it, or something. It was from all over the world. And I would go every week and take my notebooks and they write like, and they do like my notes. They like straw a lot. They had deep sellers of yeah, Rhone varietals. Rhone yeah, so varietals. A lot of Bocastel and Gigandas. Yeah. Okay, and, uh, see, now they're getting into this foreign language that I don't understand, Jim. Those are the only two French words I know. Yeah. Oh, one more champagne. You know, I'm, I'm pretty good with a burgundy and a Merlot and, a, you know, but some that, of that. But that was invaluable um, training because it was all blind and it was in carafe, so we didn't even know, you know, there's nothing, no indicators wow, whatsoever. Yeah. And keeping those notebooks and every week taking the notebooks back and cross-referencing. She says, I think I've smelled something like this before. By the time, you know, yeah. and she looked through her notes. I did it for about four I, years. I was like, wow. This must be a Syrah. Yeah. yeah. So it was like going to school. It really was. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I remember we had uh, David Jennings from Rare Bird one-on-one on, on a little while ago. And he, you guys are familiar with him? Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. He, uh, I've been following him for a long time. He's yeah. doing a great job. Yeah, he's got a great palate. Yes. But he was telling us, you know, he said, uh, you know, you get, you get a lot of people out there that, that know their whiskey and you get some who think they know their whiskey. Um, he said, uh, let me give them a blind. And we'll see where they come out. Exactly. Yes. He said, because a blind it's is a great tricky. equalizer. Yeah. It is. Yeah. So, For sure. So it definitely. And even he got the Rick House wrong. Even David. <laughs> Sorry, David. I'm, I'm just going to call Rick House. I'm yeah. sure he probably had everything else down. He perfectly. probably did. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Damn, just, had, and, it was and, K instead and, of L. Yeah. And he was only a couple off, if I remember right. To tell you the truth. Mark, he was only a couple <laughs> off, man. <laughs> so can you guys just. Take us through the blending process and kind of let us know how, how do you how do you put a blend together? How do you how do you do this? And, I mean, and I've been curious about this ever since we found out you all were coming on. This is one of my big big yeah. asks very scientific. here. I guess you, yeah. it's very scientific. It is tasting everything, and it starts with you know, Sherry. We get samples of every barrel that we have, mm-hmm. and we taste those, and we. Narrow it down to them to the ones, ones that we, we really love. So we know it's going to be five to seven barrels at the most. Maybe, it's, hopefully, it's seven, but maybe it's only five because we may rule two of them out right. at the end. But it's amazing how much um, a different combination of barrels can produce a completely different uh, flavor profile. And it's really amazing how you can take five barrels, love all of them, and you know, the, when those are all added up and they become a blend, they're terrible. Yeah. Or what? They're, really? Or they're not terrible, but they're not to the standard that we want to be at. They don't add anything to each other. Or you can pull one out and then you then it's singing again. Or you put one back in. So it's it's just a, tons of trial and error. And, and a, a, we usually do 30 or 40 combinations to get where we end up. So are, wow. you, are you wow. trying to find like, okay, now this barrel here 
provides a good base. Sometimes. And then maybe this one will bring a little special to the show. Yes. And then this one will round it out. Yes. Or is that kind yeah, of how? Yeah, that's exactly. In right. theory, yes. Okay. And then you sometimes put then, those barrels in. Then it doesn't and it work. it doesn't work. One. It's trial and error. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. Each it barrel really is. is so different. Oh, so, sucks. You got to drink more bourbon. Oh, well. Exactly. <laughs> oh, darn. So as your inventories grow, yeah. you get more flexibility to do yes. some, some and, more amazing mm-hmm. things. That's that's what we like. It's, it's the more choices. It's kind of like, you know, kind of different colors of paint. And when you're trying to paint, you know, yeah. it's, the more you have, the more chances you can pull off something really nice. It's fun. So I'm curious. I'm back to the three and four on the rise here. <laughs> Who has the better palette? Who gets to choose this stuff? Is it both of you all in combination? We are and different. it doesn't work until both of us you are know, agreed? If, if you ask what? Sherry who has, she'll say her. If you ask me, I'll <laughs> say me. <laughs> well, what I can say is that... Um, you know, we we both really demand that luscious mouthfeel. We want it to be robust. We want it to be, you know, this very, very lush experience. Yeah. So like, I feel like for viscosity and for weight and for um, overall like level of flavor, we're very similar. We have the, the, the ideas are very much the same. But then as far as flavors go, we we do tend to like. You know, it's it's great because both of us have something we I think we bring to the when we we do blend. You like it out front. She yeah. likes likes that mid right and, there. Yeah, and when we do something together, it it's usually pretty unique and wonderful. Hmm. I, I love this bourbon batch too. That's going to be yeah. coming out uh, because I feel like it is kind of the best of both worlds, and I like aromatics and. I like I that, that richness and deepness. And, right. you know. So you guys kind of both agree on the blends, but you're like, I, I prefer this and I prefer this, but they're both really good. You know, th- there is that time when we really come together on stuff and it's like, oh, yeah, we both. And yeah, we know it's perfect to us when it starts raising when the Mark hair. gets the chill bumps. Yeah. When I, <laughs> ooh, yeah. Oh, so the, back, little that, bit, the chill bit, factor yeah, is what decides. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. A bit on the back of my neck or back of my arm. I go, it, it's the same way with wine. When I get that, I go... Yeah, that's singing. That's yeah. truly singing to me. Yes. Yeah, it's like a great music. So how do you guys divide the, you know, the daily business? I mean, there's a lot to do when you own a whiskey company well, and, a, and a wine company. and There's a lot for Sherry to do. Sherry, Sherry does all the work <laughs> and I just try to, you know, look pretty. And Mark's a drinking buddy. <laughs> 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 I'm just really good at taking notes. Yeah, we, you know, but she does a lot of the work. She does the whole labels and, and she's doing more and more all the time, like keeping inventories, you know, and uh, we, do, we, 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 we do it all together. Yeah, we do. And it wouldn't be any fun if we did it separately. So, no. so how do inventories work? So you guys work with a distributor. And you have inventories here in Kentucky. It, it's mm-hmm. not the inventories so oh, much. the bottled material. Yeah, it's yeah. the barrels. Okay, yeah. got we got to keep track of the barrels. Yes. And, you know, it's that's when you do the blending too, which is unique. And, okay, every barrel that we've just picked has different volumes in it. So it's not like just dumping barrels. So no. when you guys decide on a blend, yeah. then... Those barrels go to a bottling house, mm-hmm. whoever they might be, and they dump those barrels and then they put them in bottles and then the entire inventory goes to a distributor. Correct. Okay. 
Yeah. All right. With the artwork done by Sherry, I might add. Yes. Which means it's as hard for you guys to get a bottle of old Carter as it is for us, right? I think it's harder. (laughs) Yeah. Really? Well, it's kind of nice, though, because then we don't have to say, you know, because they'll call us and want a bottle. And I said, well, we don't have any either. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And when you get one, send me one. Yeah. So when you go when you go to a liquor store, you say, "Wait, I'm I'm Sherry Carter, and I can't even get a bottle of my stuff." Like, no, I think I'll buy these. <laughs> uh, well, um, I think we need to get down to this number nine, don't we? We got number nine, number six, right? Yes. So you, we just had the we nine. just had the nine. We just had the nine. Yes, so we need to get to the six. The six we need is, to get to barrel six. Yeah, six. Six has not been released. This has not been released yeah. at all. Yeah. So okay. this is also a twenty-seven year American whiskey. Correct. And this this uh, particular barrel, barrel number six, only had thirty bottles in it. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Yes. Yeah, really thirty. So this and is, you guys kept the price the same. Well, not uh, on the single barrels. For, for the single barrels, or more, more money. Okay, because there's nothing there, and um, you know, to be at twenty seven, we figured that that it should be, some, yeah, somewhere oh. around oh. what you know the other people of their twenty seven sure. market, Heaven Hill, or something like that, would be. No, I mean the bottle, the 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 barrel oh. nine versus the barrel six. That'll be the same price. They're the same price. Oh, yes. yeah. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. So we don't like to confuse and and have people upset. Like you know, we we usually hold the price for years and stuff. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So we understand that yeah. the twenty seven year old is. Yeah. In, in fact, if you look at the label, it's very old oh. Carter. It's yes. not just old Carter. This is the VOC. VOC baby. <laughs> VOC. Wow. And, and what proof is this? This one is, uh, if my eyes are not playing tricks on me, it looks like 129. 129. This one I get a lot more orange on, like that candied this, in the nose. This is definitely very candied. Yeah. Very candied. Um, syrupy. Um, definitely sweeter than the other one, I think, a little bit. Oh, here I go again. Butterscotch? Yeah, I butterscotch. 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 Randy, you nailed it. Nailed uh, it. I mean, yeah. yeah, really. Oh, it's a butterscotch. Absolutely. And I hate butterscotch. <laughs> You've ever heard that story? I'll tell you sometime. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not for that one. I used to not be a butterscotch fan, but, you know, if you're a musician, those butter rum lifesavers, yeah. and that's what I'm getting on this right here is that butter rum lifesaver. So, I don't know. Cool. That is really that is really good. And if anybody hears anything in the background, we're actually in the Oak Room at the Seelbach Hotel in Louisville, Kentucky. And this is an operating hotel. So there are people walking through. And um, I think there's a, uh, a wedding reception in the next room tomorrow. And the bride's been through. And so if you hear anything in the background, I, uh, so be it. No we're here. No one's come over with a glass yet. They haven't asked for a pour, have they? <laughs> well, I, I think Don, the, the bartender for tomorrow, is was over there and he goes, oh, Carter, what? Are you kidding me? <laughs> so um, I'm surprised if he he hasn't come over here with Glenn Aaron yet. It's <laughs> very polite. <laughs> so um, to this point, you guys have released a bourbon and a rye and American whiskey. These are your three expressions. Um, are there any more interesting re- releases that you have in the future that you're considering? That something we're considering we can look- a few things. Yeah, yeah. yeah anything you can talk about? Yeah, I, I, you know, since we we own the barrels, it's just a matter of when we bottle, and so we have some, um, you know, like uh, 15 year old uh, bourbons, and we have some 12 year old Kentucky you know, bourbon, and so the and there'll be some small batches out of those, and some single barrels out of those. 
So how many releases do you do a year? Uh, last year was seven. Uh, if you with count the sing- three single barrels. With the single barrels. Okay. But we tried to do like four times a year uh, a release of either if it was um, bourbon whiskey or American uh, or uh, rice. So any more 27 year? Like <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we're going to like every year for a few years, if we can get by with about 10 years of releasing some of the 27. Oh, each. you heard it here. <laughs> We can expect a release of the 27. So you've got enough. Not much of it. Not much of it, but a few bottles. A few bottles. Staggered out over the next. And they're still in the barrel. They're continuing to age. Some are. Some are and some are. So some you've had to say, hey, those are ready. We need to pull them out and put them in the tank. Okay. Yeah. And we'd like to get them all in bottle, frankly. In the bottles. Right. Because those angels are. Expected retail price? I think it's five fifty. Yeah, really. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean it's a special bottle, so people, you know, people understand they're not they're not buying an everyday bourbon here. They're not even buying a, a you know a, a top shelf bourbon. They're buying yeah. something that very is very old car. Yeah, something to have with dad on his seventy yeah. fifth birthday. You know, something very special. You think that that will continue on for another number of years? Yes. Oh, yeah. that's great. That's great news. That really is good to hear. Can we expect um, you know additional Extra age products like that, in addition to the twenty-seven. Well, uh, I hope. Yeah, you know, just a matter of somebody. You know, if we find some barrels and somebody, we're always looking. We're always yeah. looking. So if the barrels present themselves, <laughs> yes. absolutely, got it. Sure, got they it. taste good, and somebody says, "Hey, I got some old barrels, and you, you guys should have these." You know, that would be phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, this this number six. Now, you you don't know when barrel number six. Of the 27 years going to release. We don't. No. You don't. We reached into our library for today. Do you think it will be during 2019? I don't know. You don't know. So really you have no clue. We don't. Okay. But we can assure you that all of these 27 year uh, single barrels are as unique as these two. Uh, I mean, they are some, they're just something otherworldly for us. Yeah. So you've tried all the barrels oh, yeah. now. Oh yeah. Are there any that we can look forward to that you think are like... Really out of this world. You know? I, do, I just love them all. They're, they're yeah. all good. They, they really are. I mean, it's just like a, oh, you know, it just feels like it's something really special. So when you guys buy these barrels, these 27-year-old barrels, you have no clue how much liquid's in them. No. no. That's part of the process. Some of them were empty. Yeah. Some two of them were empty. empty. Two were empty. Completely empty. Completely empty. empty. Yeah, they replaced those, though. We were like, well, that was good of that them. That was very nice. Very good of them. Yeah. So well, if you're ever looking for a mentee, <laughs> you know, you know, welcome back, back Carter, you know, Cotter was, you know, Korshak was, hey, me, me. you can pick me. I, I would be fine with that. I'm just saying. So you guys mentioned earlier that you guys are in Louisville in support of a, of a project, a building project. Yes. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, uh, we love Louisville. We love Lexington. We... When we were, when we started coming here, in fact, we couldn't make our mind up, which we love better. So, you know, again, it was like batch, you know, one and two <laughs> rye, you know, we love them both. So we ended up like uh, buying a place in Lexington and buying one place in Louisville. Mm-hmm. And so we've got the place uh, on a corner of First and Market, which uh, is going to house the, you know, Justin's House of Bourbon. And, um, and we were going to probably have a little showroom there too. So you guys have a good relationship with the Justins. Yes, yes we do. Yeah. So do you, do you feel like that, you know, that when, when people come to Louisville, that'll be a place where they can learn more about the old Carter brand? 
Yeah, I, I, you know, and we, again, we don't have a lot of product, you know, we keep, we want to have more, we want to be able to provide people with, you know, a, a, the, the chance to be able to buy um, old Carter. Um, one, one thing I'll just jump in and say yeah. real briefly is that our distributor has done a really great job, we feel, of getting the bottles onto the, into the, the bars and, and, um, you know, around Louisville and Lexington and through the state. And we've, we've hit the road a few times and gone down to see, see people down in uh, Bowling Green. We had a wonderful experience down there. And so we're very happy that so even though did, there's not Where did not you go in Bowling Green? Hickory and Oak. Uh, Hickory and Oak. Yes. Yeah. Great place. Yes. Great place. Yes. yes. And, and great. Stopped at White Lightning Liquors on the way through yeah. in Owensboro. And, yeah. and, um, yeah, so we just, it's just really, they've done a good job of, of sharing the love. And now, say. who is your distributor? Give them a shout out. It's Heidelberg. Heidelberg. Heidelberg Distributor, yeah. Good job of Heidelberg. All yeah. Right. And we, we yeah. love them. The, you know, it's always, you know, Old Carter is still just in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. It's Kentucky only release all of it, you know, and that's what, what we This is where we, it, it seems like home for us. Yeah. But we appreciate you guys worried more about quality than quantity absolutely because you know that's the big push nowadays is quantity so they can get it out everywhere right and uh you know we appreciate good quality here in kentucky at least you know one thing one thing i've found as we as we traveled through your expressions today is that each one is uh is different it's definitely an experience um each one is bold it's it's um creamy it's oily it's uh it's different it's very um the bouquet is very good yeah, yeah. so i i think that you're releasing bourbons and and whiskeys and ryes that are different but they're all very good in their own right and and they're definitely a treat so when somebody picks up a bottle of old carter i think they they definitely end up with something they can treasure for a little while and go back and revisit as we talked about yeah. before go back and revisit over time you know also when you we open bottles of wine has a very short life. You know, it's uh, after about three days, it's, it's gone to speak of. We do have the Coravan today, which we can just take wine out and replace it with nitrogen. But bourbon, on the other hand, has a longer shelf life. And, and even if you open it, it improves for quite a while. So how long do you think that is? You know, uh, months, I think. Months. I think months. So do you think people that have open bottles for a year or more are taking a chance? Not, no, I not, think they not with Not with bourbon. Ours just don't last that long, Jim. Yeah. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we haven't been able to do that part of the experiment yet. Uh, I would agree. I those would old, agree those yeah. old uh, Stissel Wellers in the yes. 50s that we have in our, our house, they hang around for they, about, you know, maybe, maybe I'm lucky with six months to a year. Yeah, yeah they're... Yeah. That would be pushing it, I think, at my house. <laughs> uh, so um, if someone wanted to get in touch with you, um, how would they get in touch with you online, through social media, things like that there? Well, we um, we love hearing from folks, and we really love it when they tell us how they've, they've tasted something and how they've enjoyed it or what their opinions are on it. We love to hear from people. So uh, our our easiest way is probably through Instagram or Old Carter Whiskey Co., uh, on Instagram and got a little Facebook page too. And what I love is when people reach out and through the messenger part of the app and they're like, who do I need to get in touch with, you know, to, to, uh, to, to whatever, fill in the blanks. And I, 
present you're looking at her <laughs> yeah i know we're a huge company you know there's there's the two of us right <laughs> well I, I know i know mark you had you had followed the bourbon road on on instagram and then i was like oh wait a minute that's that's mark carter so <laughs> I, I sent you a message yeah. i said yeah. i said, I said yeah. we'd love to have you on the show and you said well you need to talk to sherry yeah so. <laughs> she's got the calendar <laughs> so on facebook they would get in touch with you uh, we're Old Carter Whiskey Co. on Facebook too, Old Carter and then Whiskey we do Co. have a website. But it, it's um, I like the interactive aspect of the the social stuff. So. Yeah. So do you guys have like a website with merchandise and stuff like that on it? You know, we do have some merchandise, and our our shop is down right now. Oh no. Yes. Because the artist um, has not been doing some things no, lately. No, evidently. actually, we have a helper on that one, and he's getting married this weekend, so we gave Our, him a, okay. gave him a pass. Oh yeah. But um. Uh, yes, through the website, there's a shop, so you could buy. We got hats and T-shirts and and good stuff like that. Well, it sounds like there's a lot of great things coming from Old Carter Whiskey Company. Mark and Sherry, we really appreciate you taking yes. time out of your trip here to Louisville to yes, yes, sit and, down with and us. Thank you for the 27. I've never had, like I said, I never had anything that old and uh, awesome. I'd say you I made his it. day, but I think you made his month. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Definitely well, we a week. Really, yeah, we really appreciate you guys taking the time out yeah. and meeting with us and having us on and thank you for all the kind things that you said. And I like the way that you put it, that they are definitely all different. They are. They're wonderful. And we really enjoyed today. Thank you. Our thank pleasure. You. Good thank stuff. You. We do appreciate all of our listeners and we'd like to thank you for taking time out of your day to hang out with us here on the bourbon road. We hope you enjoyed today's show. And if so, we would appreciate if you'd subscribe and rate us a five-star with a review on iTunes. Make sure you follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Bourbon Road. That way you'll be kept in the loop on all The Bourbon Road happenings. You can also visit our website at thebourbonroad.com to read our blog, listen to the show, or reach out to us directly. We always welcome comments or suggestions. And if you have an idea for a particular guest or topic, be sure to let us know. And again, thanks for hanging out with us.